I'll leave you with this with Dustin Chafin. It looks like better weather because we're old dudes. Dude, that's old dude. That's straight old dude conversation. Yeah, you can't help it. Colin Quinn has one of my favorite jokes about that. He's like, I got in the elevator. My neighbor was in. He's like, hey, this weather's crazy, huh? The guy goes, what do you expect? It's the weather. I don't know. I expect you to, you know, adhere by the certain social code that says you'll just have a decent conversation. And that's what stops us from not taking chunks out of each other's cheeks. <laughs> Yeah, did you see his show? I'm going to see it again tonight. Again? Yeah. How was it? Great. Awesome. I, I hated the crowd the first time I saw it. I thought the crowd really? was dumb. Yeah. Bunch of old O&A fans, you know? Oh, uh, they were just like... So they were just or... like, they were just like, ah! Yeah, like, I don't know. There was, like a, there was a specific group that they were drunk, and I was following them to the theater, and I was like, these guys are going to suck, and they sat behind us, and then um, Dave Juskow, or uh, who was there? Someone else, another comic was in the back, and he's like, yeah, they were a problem. Oh, how do you go to a theater and become a problem? Mm-hmm. Like, I understand it's like they're moving drinks. And it's a brilliant show. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It's just like Colin just, you know, all the subjects that we'd like to talk, tackle yeah. as comics. And so he's just so he... crystal clear and perfect. Yeah, I mean, he's Dude, he does amazing. this, yeah, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, I, saw unbelievable. The, I saw his very first uh, one-man show, the Irish thing. Oh, Irish Wake. Yeah, Irish that was Wake. great. Was yeah, so New York Story, on the one on Netflix is my favorite. I think he just keeps getting better every time he does one. Yeah, I don't, I just, I don't know, it's like... Just that vulnerability, too, to just do, like, a theater show is tough. Yeah. I mean, I don't... I mean, that one, the Irish Wake was definitely, like, personal stuff. Yeah. But then this is, like... This is so smart. He's going in on everything that's happening, Just right? di- he, dice- he dissects democracy and kind of... Well, of course people in New York are going to have a different viewpoint than people in Nebraska. And he's, yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. He does a great analogy of, like, you know, fucking people in Switzerland and Scotland. You know, it's the same yeah. distance, and they're fucking different people. Well, that's what I was saying to some audience uh, members the other night. They were Trump people, and I was doing Trump jokes. I go, listen, I go, I get why you're Trump people. Like, you have a better tax bracket than me. I'm telling dick jokes in front of a, a fake brick wall. Yeah. Like, like, I need a compassionate government. You know what I mean? This I would, place is not giving me dental. I would yeah. be more inclined <laughs> to be a fan of the Koch brothers if I had a tax shelter. If yeah. I needed something. If I was taking yeah. in... That, if I had that windfall of an income that I was like, I gotta fucking cut yeah. some corners. I gotta. I'm not afraid to be a piece of shit. Yeah. I just need a purpose. Yeah, I'm. I'm if still you're broke, and you're into that's that's where the trouble is. You know, if you're broken and you're and you're into Trump, yeah. you're you yes. are being sold snake oil. <laughs> You are being sold straight up. Because he's not up. a Christian. So yeah, he doesn't give a fuck about. He's using people. that whole and by the way, plate black and white mentality. people, poor oh, people. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, dude, I don't know. Is this yeah. on the podcast? It, yeah, well, you know, yeah, we I'll be fun. <laughs> I just, I don't even. Here's the thing about comics in 2019: is there's too many people who don't, who haven't got the funny down yet. Who are jumping into shit where they shouldn't be talking about? Oh yeah, I think I'm still working on the funny, so I don't like if you if you want to talk off mic about yeah. politics, sure. I'll give you my opinions. But yeah. unless I have a killer joke, sure, a killer joke behind yeah. it, I'm not floating it out there. Yeah, well that well there's that politics. There's also um, even being blue. I feel people don't have the skills to do that. No man, no, you know, like if, Big J or something. Like he has those. Like, he's a just, master. He's at a master. It. I'll tell you and this. It's I, I, the, amazing to watch. Exactly. As in doing a radio yeah. show with him for four years, doing yeah. eight hours of radio with yeah. him for the past yeah. four years. It's amazing. I can tell you immediately that he has the ability to go on stage with his soft baby blue eyes and ask a woman <laughs> if she has hair on her pussy. <laughs> If I do it, I look like a goddamn criminal. We well, got that voice. Dude. If I go up there yeah. and I go, "Hey, you got a you got a bald pussy," they're like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" It takes delicate, and, yeah. and politics is the exact same. Yeah. You have to be like, if you're smart, dude. Nate has one of my favorite Trump jokes of all time. Oh, of course, he's and he smart. goes, and it's and it's when he did it on Tonight Show, he yeah, goes, yeah, yeah. "I don't know, man. I will turn on TV. This guy's like, hey, man, uh, you're gonna win. Do you like to win?" He's like, "I love to win." <laughs> And it's just like, because it's not preachy. It's not like, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's wrong and I'm right. He's like, I don't know, man. I kind of see the appeal in this guy. To, some, to a guy like me, I've, I've never voted. Yeah. Where do I vote? Can I vote yeah. at the bank? It's like one of those brilliant jokes. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and as opposed to someone who's like, can we talk about Trump? Like yeah, if, some, yeah, if a comic yeah, starts yeah. something with that, I'm like, here comes some opinions yeah. and thoughts. Very little punchlines behind it. Yeah, I just have one tiny avenue that I go, and I just say that I lost my parents this year to Trump. Yeah, make fun of them. My yeah. buddy Shane Gillis has a super funny joke about his dad catching white trash. He's like, my dad caught it at a Trump rally because that's where you catch it. And it's such a funny joke that you're like, fuck, that's funny. Because yeah. it's not, I'm on yeah. this side, you're on that yeah. side. It's, and, and you're affected by it because it's your family. It's so just you fucking, talk about, yeah. Yeah, you can talk about what's happening in that circle. I think the next step for comedians is, I think comedians have to be the ones at the front that pull it back, that pull back the access to your lives. I think it's yeah. not good to see how your clowns live. 
you know? We're not supposed to, like, insta-story. There's certain guys... Explain a little more. I'm trying to feel it. There's certain guys that are phenomenal at it. Okay. A guy like uh, Bobby Kelly. I love watching his Insta stories because Bobby... Oh, Insta stories. Okay. You know what I mean? That's how old I am. I'm like, what are you talking about? (laughs) What do you mean? mean? There's documentaries? (laughs) No, I'm talking about about how... um, uh, I have a theory that the reality... And and I'm a dumb person, so it could be wrong. But I have a theory that the reality TV boom and all that stuff kind of loosened it up for everyone to be like, yo, show your lives. Oh, everyone okay. be a Kardashian. Like Truman Show thing. Okay. It's all about you. Yeah. Fuck everyone else. And marketing and a lot yeah, of the, yeah, yeah. the way that this, this you know, our culture works sure. is through marketing. And they're like, you're the fucking star. You're yeah, the star. Yeah, yeah. And then what happened is, is certain jobs or members of society that shouldn't be as transparent are being sure. transparent. Actors. Yeah. Comedians, musicians. Well, I like the mystery of not knowing anything about George Clooney's political views or Look, not knowing any, you know, back in the day. You Paul know, Newman, you didn't know what the fuck. Yeah, you knew he had dressing. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't even know that. That was later. Yeah, it was later. Like, it was like Clint Eastwood was the coolest guy on the planet until he started talking to Cheers and making shit up. And, and, like, and you what lo- are you doing? You lose He's it. lost all that swag, dude. You really lose yeah. it because it's it's a shifting paradigm and you can, you yeah. can change as a person. So for you to make a like a bold statement, it's it's like if Superman came out and was yeah. like, I think there needs to be a different tax bracket. And you're like, all right, <laughs> Superman, what the fuck are you talking about? Don't you stop Lex Luthor? What are you? It's, and I get that as a comedian because... Trump is Lex Luthor. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if he shaved his head, that'd be some badass shit. That'd be bad. Go full do. heel. I'm a wrestling fan. Go full heel. Go stone cold. <laughs> Shave it, he's just walk so, in. He's so not Stone Cold. Have the glass. He's such a oh. pussy. Though. You can oh, take yeah, it. yeah. Um, <laughs> he's so much cooler if Stone Cold was our president. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I'm sure The Rock probably will be at some point. Oh, God. Then it's just... At it, some point. It, it probably will happen. Yeah. yeah. But it, it is one of those things where I think comedians can be should be at the forefront of being like, no, nah, I'm not going to I'm not gonna give you my personal life. Yeah, that's good luck with that. I'm giving you enough. I mean, just a female comics, you really need to, you know, reel back the the titty shots and the you know it's like everybody's complaining about all this me too shit it's yeah. like every other female comedian is like in dog pose i'm like what are you doing yeah that, it's a real it's a real strange time man because there's like there is good being happening like the transparency of your your performers and shit you do find out about a cosby earlier than 40 years and 56 rapes oh, later Ted, Ted Alexandro teaches me stuff yeah you know what I mean the guys like that like okay I'll just I'm gonna do whatever Ted's doing yeah <laughs> you, you follow wiser there's people guys like I that. think there's certain people and again with political jokes man I think there's great political comedians on both sides of the spectrum like sure I love watching a guy like Dave Smith who's a libertarian and he I was... think he needs to go back more like uh, the Smothers Brothers we need to get a little like <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean dude I'm down <laughs> fucking like duos laughing, you know a little make it a little sillier I bet like, silly comes you know, back and silly has to come back and I Saw the that. Daily Show used to be sillier. So silly. It, it yeah. wasn't a new show. Now it's a new show. I even liked it with Craig Kilborn. Loved it with Craig Kilborn. Yeah, it was. When Stewart life. came, he had to win me over, and then yeah. it, he became my favorite, one of my favorite comedians of all time sure. through the Daily Show. It's a silliness. I I thought Adam Sandler's special on Netflix oh, was really good, really good because he was silly. He was so good. He's just like I'm gonna be fucking Adam Sandler, which is <laughs> me going, you know, singing like one minute songs. Dude, if he went up there and he was like. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about Trump. You're like fuck, God, fuck. It's all falling apart. Oh God damn it! Sing a silly song. I'll build that wall. If he was super pro Trump and no one saw Adam Sandler, it probably is. Oh, All those man. guys with money, Come billionaires. On. Dude, it's crazy. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, sweetheart of a guy too, though. That's the thing too. Adam Sandler. I know. So the bigger the guys, it seems like you know. I saw the uh, sweeter the dudes. Are. One of the most heart-melting things I've ever seen in my life was about seven years ago, six years ago at the cellar. Uh, I came in to do a spot, and Adam Sandler was sitting at the table with, like, Chris Rock and a couple other people. It was a packed table. It was, like, Nick Griffin, yeah. Ted, I think a couple other people, Judah. So these people were sitting at the table, and I, I was at the other table, the adjacent table, and yeah. Dave Attell walked in. Yeah. And Dave Attell walked to the bar, and Adam Sandler was like, oh, Dave Attell! And got up and got super excited and walked over and was like, hey, David, tell, you know, like, hi, Dave. And Dave was like, Adam, what's up? And, you know, and it was like this weird, it, it made me like Adam Sandler so much more that he reacted to David Tell like that. Yeah, it made me yeah, be like, F- I'm fucking way on board with Adam Sandler. And his yeah, albums yeah, were some yeah. of my favorite things as a kid. So to see him react to arguably the greatest comedian of all time. Sure. In a real way, like a way sure. that comedians feel about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's all giddy. Like he's that. our Lou Reed. 
Like nice. everyone likes everyone likes Bob Dylan, but yeah, he's yeah. our Lou Reed, where he's like, "That's the motherfucker that's writing shit." You know, Bob Dylan's like, "Hey, don't forget, Me Too's a movement." And he's like, "Yeah, whatever, whatever." He's got his black sunglasses on. Yeah, whatever. Dogs well, fucking that's... parking lots. That's how, like, uh, even I mean, of course, now with the that in Seinfeld with that comedian, when the way he was with. I mean, obviously the Cosby thing's weird now, but yeah. but in that movie, oh, the way Chris he was Rock with Cosby, he's lit up. Where Chris just, Rock talking about him? Yeah, they just, Jerry, it's edgy. <laughs> it was so fun watching two comics talk about that. He goes, "It's a, it's not the same Bill Cosby." I've watched that movie two hundred times, probably yeah. at least two hundred times. So, to me, the biggest celebrity in that movie is Colin Quinn. Because I think he just absolutely he comes away looking just like yeah. Yoda. It's funny. I brought up um, Seinfeld in that uh, Gotham spot where he gets heckled a little bit. Oh, where he goes, where yeah. she goes, is this your first time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he like, goes, I remember that crowd. Like, I brought him up. That's crazy. And then they cut you out, of course. You're like, fuck yeah. you. Like, <laughs> you, have kill to... you. <laughs> But what's nuts for that is like... It's half a second. I was, explaining this to my, I was explaining this to my girlfriend when we were watching, we were watching the Chappelle show. It was on Comedy yeah. Central and we were like away for the weekend. It was, that was the only TV we had was like whatever cable was on. And it yeah. was Chappelle show. And... Greer Barnes was one was the boyfriend in a when keeping it real goes wrong when she was the lady's like I don't like people playing on my phone and hangs up and goes to prison at the very end it shows her boyfriend and it's fucking Greer Hilarious. and I told my girlfriend I'm like it's fucking Greer and she's like <laughs> and I, I tried to explain to her I was like there's a time where I was a fan of comedy just like a devout crazy fan yeah and it's so interesting to be friends that link me to these things that influenced me so much yeah, yeah. so you talking about that comedian I know exactly that scene. And I remember watching that as a 17-year-old in Aurora, Colorado on my PlayStation 2 in my room on my fucking VCR TV mix being like, this is, I got I want to be a New York comic. This is crazy. <laughs> Every time I grab the mic at Dangerfield, yeah. I think of Sam Kennison. Mm -hmm. I think of all those young comedian specials. Yeah. I know that club gets a lot of flack, but every time I'm in there, I, I feel that history. There's a you part know? of me that really wants to do a self-produced one night there because yeah. of how cool of a fucking room that is. It's a beautiful room. I and love a, it. And, and the fact that at one point you could just walk in and hear like, hey, I'll tell you something, in the other room, and you'd be like, oh, fucking Roddy's on stage? You've been in that green room? Uh, no. I go in the I've, I've gone on stage there. I, Nate, still smell the coke. Nate, yeah. <laughs> Nate and I um, both auditioned there the same night. Hilarious. And, uh, you know. Denied? Yeah, both nice. of us, I think, got denied. But <laughs> it, it, I bombed. <laughs> Fuck, I bombed. It was, they're long sets, right? They're like 20 oh, minutes sets? like 30, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I remember, past it was like 30 minutes. I remember being up there That's and taking cool about and it. sweating. Yeah. I remember sweating. <laughs> That's why I, I remember Probably, about, you know, small crowd. And there's the piano. And, yeah. And there's like a weird hilarious. spatial thing. And when you're bombing in a weird space. It's the space, weirdest thing. It's a big stage with a piano, but there still feels like there's no space. feels like there's no space. Yeah. And bright lights. And they had the little oh, yeah. table and lamps. Dark as shit. You can't see the people. Can't see the it's people. It's so hard to do crowd work. You literally have to step off stage and look at oh, them dude, and go back on stage. It's so funny to be like, <laughs> as a comic, to bring you back to a bomb. And you're like, what oh, do yeah. you see in the room? You're like, I see nothing. <laughs> I just, I don't hear anything either. I'm doubting all my life decisions. I'm hearing the ghost of uh, the fucking Rodney Dangerfield be like, this kid ain't uh, never going to work here. This kid's bombing. Get him off stage. I like the southern one. I like this other one with the slow draw. Oh, I'm telling you. I was watching all these old, I love watching old Tonight shows with Rodney. Oh, he's phenomenal. Him and Rickles were the best. Rickles was the best. Rickles yeah. was the best because Rickles was the smoothest. But when Rodney, the cuff. yeah, when Rodney got into a pocket, he just destroyed. Yeah, like yeah. there's like three well, clips. They're so tight. Yeah, there's just clips where he's promoting Caddyshack. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, promoting yeah. Caddyshack, and he doesn't promote it till the very end. And <laughs> it was just one of, and I had never gotten to the end of that clip because yeah. there's so many classic jokes in that one. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, a girl told me to come over, nobody was home. I went over, nobody was home, and he's just fucking murdering. <laughs> and then at the very end, he's like, "So you got a movie coming out?" He's like, "Yeah, it's called Caddyshack," and you're like, "Oh fuck, oh fuck, dude, what?" <laughs> You're plugging the, the one of the biggest comedies of all time. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah, you know, there's a little thing called Caddyshack. Yeah, I hope it takes off. <laughs> my favorite is they had a, um, I guess uh, when they were filming Caddyshack, like he he got, he got story. he always got angry because it's like the, nobody laughed. When it was the very fun. first day of filming. And they were like, yeah, we're filming a movie. Like, yeah, <laughs> he, not, nobody's supposed to laugh. It's like my favorite Rodney. <laughs> it's such. It's like. Uh, it's such a fucking comic mentality. That's oh, yeah. such a comedian mentality. You are a comic. And, and to, comic. to only know comedy and then yeah. to be in a situation like that. Yeah, they're filming the first day of Caddyshack and they filmed a scene where they were at a, on the green yeah. and Rodney was supposed to be improving and he, he, no one was laughing and they cut and he was flop sweating and he was like, and he went to a PA. He's like, I'm telling you, kid, I'm bombing. 
He's like, none of these jokes are landing. And they're like, Rodney, we can't laugh because of sound. And he's like, oh, so no, I'm not doing that bad. And like, no, he's like, oh, fucking all right. You, you had to have been, that had to have been hilarious to witness. Oh, f- oh, yeah. oh fuck. All right. Yeah, it was um, Ben Creed, who we both know. Oh, yes, I love Ben. Ben Creed is uh, fantastic. One of like the best, the best like fuck you crowd line I've ever heard in my life. It was yeah. just like, yeah, you guys are a good crowd. You make me want to find a steady pipe and a rope. Love it, love <laughs> it. I started to think about suicide in more creative ways after yeah. watching Ben Creed's sets. Steady pipe and a rope. Yeah, he's so descriptive. Elegant. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it's fantastic. But he told me a story that he lived above Dangerfields in the '80s, and he was like friends with Rodney. Oh wow, and. Um, he said he went downstairs to the... This was like one of those stories where I was in Tucson, opening for him, yeah. and we're just drunk at the bar after the show, and he's telling me these stories, and I'm like, what? <laughs> you, like, touched hands with gods. Yeah. And he was, you know, he's telling me the story that he went he went through, like, the back, down the stairs, into the club to get, like, a soda or something, and Rodney was just at a booth with two women, and he was in a terry cloth robe, and he was like, <laughs> hey, kid, get over here and roll a joint. And I was like, that's... <laughs> The greatest story I've ever heard in my life. Oh, yeah. It was one of those things I where I get like, so jealous when I hear these old-timers talk and stuff. Oh. It's like they had such a cooler time when they started, you know? I think it was just that it was like, brand new and there was, was new, no expectations. Was Everyone yeah. was like, it's like the same way they talk about, like, rock in the 60s. Well, they treated it like rock. Like, yeah. It, it was like a, you know. And it's so weird. Colin has a great, I'm going to keep calling back to Colin Quinn. Uh, he paid me to plug this. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Go see Colin Quinn. Red State, Blue State. No, but he has a. Um, well, he was there for all that. Yeah, he's a great yeah. line. He has a great line in uh, in his new show about like being a comedian. And he's like, "Yeah, you know, I did it so I could have the generic out- opinion of the mainstream." <laughs> he's like, "That's not what <laughs> comics do. We're supposed to say stuff that infuriate you and yeah, then make yeah, yeah. you laugh about it." And it's true. It's like back then, man, they were just like, "Fuck it. What do you want to talk about? Let's talk about everything." Well, and I always think it's like I feel like I would be the perfect comic for that time. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you think about yeah, like, but I think it's also like. I think that's a dangerous way of looking at it because yeah. you, that's like the way you start looking at um, high school and you're like, if I went back to high school, I would have got so much pussy. It's like, no, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. You would have not got, you would have got the you same amount of pussy. Head, you're like, because I'm flashy. And like, oh, all dude, dude, if dude, I had I'd this confidence, I would have gone up to yeah. Jeannie and I would have been like, you and you're going out and that's just the way it is. And then you would suck me back and I'd be like, fuck, I forgot this anxiety. This is why I don't smoke weed every day. It's, it's also the same way married men are like, if I was single now, yeah. you wouldn't do shit. Shit. Shut up. Shut up. You're lucky you got what you got. <laughs> but I feel that way about comedy where it's like, if I went back to the 70s, the only yeah. thing I know for sure is I would have loved smoking on stage. Well, <laughs> I, well, I, I would have yeah. loved to have smoked cigarettes. We, towards the tail end, you could smoke at the New York Comedy Club. Like when I, first, I was a busboy. When I started yeah. in Tucson yeah. in 2004, you could smoke inside. Wow. You could fucking smoke a cigarette. On stage, I did it featuring for Troy Baxley. It was the coolest I ever felt in my life. I was also borderline blackout drunk. Uh, I was like sweating, like I was like doing a Def Jam set. But I remember it was like comics were so like into the smoking. They'd be like, "Oh yeah, uh, American Spirit is." I I use it for timing. Like it's seven I minutes. Remember hearing <laughs> fucking people say that. I remember. It's like Holy I know. Shit. I know. Like every American Spirit is seven minutes. So if Some I go people, two, it's fifteen. You know that kind of. <laughs> Is it a prop? I don't know. It helps me more time-wise. I like just, because that's what I always envisioned stand-up comedy was this like jazzy, dirty, yeah. smoky thing. You know? Well, watch Richard yeah. Pryor's Live and Smoking oh, oh, and yeah. then watch him bomb. Eight about yeah. Is that the one where it's like the pie sign is behind him? Yeah, it's um, yeah, improv. It's the improv, but, it, but it's not an improv sign. They have like yeah. pies for $2. It's the New York improv. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? It was like the original improv, the one over uh, in Hell's Kitchen. The one, on, oh, okay. uh, the one that 50. she got? It's the one with the brick wall. Now it's the Italian restaurant oh, okay. and the brick wall, and they have the plaque of everyone performing. I know Sylvia, Sylvia, his wife or whatever. Yeah, Bud Freeman's wife. Sylvia, I think it was her name. Yeah. Like, she got one. I think she got one improv in New York. and She open, had it open for a while. I don't know if it's the same one. No, it's, yeah, it was like a different, this is the classic one that, like, Larry oh, David one. and all, okay. the original sure, one sure. over on 55th, I want to yeah. say. It's pretty crazy. You walk by and they have the same brick wall. Yeah, and it's like the plaque with everyone who's performed there. And you're like, it's it's so weird when things aren't comedy clubs anymore. Like it's uh, creepy. Neighbor guys, you know, we went to um, the Boston, the Boston, but it's a stupid Chinese restaurant, and we were just like, oh, this is so weird. It was like too nice. Dude, they do a show. <laughs> they do a show. But you at... could still see where the fireplace was. Really? You could still see. You know, you could just see you you know that, that was room. the area. Yeah, you is it raised up under still? there? 
Kinda, yeah. There's like you have to check it. It's like a booth thing over there, or whatever. But it, it's cool to go. I, you oh, remember it, right? Oh my god, okay. yeah. I I was there when it was the Comedy Village. Okay, I wasn't same there when thing. it was the Boston, same. but it was. But I performed there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The room was the same layout. It wasn't I, the same. When the same I was layout. there, that whole front was just like st- fucked up storage. Yeah. When you walked, you know, when you sure. came up the stairs to the left and to another left, like where the front of the restaurant yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. on West Third was all yeah. like storage and weird now. So it's weird to see like it open and the windows are clear and there's yeah. tables there. Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust. So I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. But the bag it in, what used to be the bag it in. Oh, my God, the bag it in. Is now, they do shows there sometimes. Zinc bar, That's weird. Zinc fancy, fancy little jazz place. Dude, and I remember getting hammered. You almost died there like four times. Yeah. Just... Vomit on your shirt. Terry from Derry was this <laughs> Irish bartender. I remember, yeah. Oh, Terry from Derry. And, and they were all like, there's like the Irish syndicate of bartenders. Oh, yeah. Like, I knew one guy that worked in Midtown and we're traveling. It seemed like you were playing with the pros when you drink with Irish. You, you know fuck, you do. <laughs> you do. They don't, it's like running with a Kenyan. Yeah. You got, you got to pace yourself. <laughs> You're fucking dead. Dead. Oh, Drinking with lines Irishmen. on the bar. Scots and Irishmen oh. are real, and Russians, yeah. real rough. Yeah, but every every culture brags about their drinking. But yeah. the Irish, right, the Irish show up. Oh, they yeah. do the work. Yeah, other cultures are like, have you ever drank with a Japanese businessman? They know how to drink. Well, like, like it, but it's a it's a stereotype that is just accurate. It's not not every black dude can play basketball, but every Irish guy can get down. Yeah, with some booze. Listen, if you're an Irish <laughs> guy and you grew up in kind of a wrong situation, I bet you could fucking go. You're blo- yeah. you Yeah, it's it's crazy. And those guys, those. That bar was so much fun because you would just bomb, and then just I would just bomb, and then just go drink. Dude, I was I uh, was running it and yeah. drunk. Oh, fuck, and then bomb and drunk and fist fighting and all kinds of shit going on in that place. When but it was electric. No, it was like dude. CB. It was CBGBs, man. Was, CBGBs a comedy. And when I was uh, barking there, oh, I learned. You hear that, kids? You could be. Yeah, <laughs> did I bark? I did it all, man. I did it all. Well, I got roped into helping a bringer show when I first moved here, and I yeah. didn't know what a bringer show was. And she was like, "Call these people," and I was like, "What are these people doing?" She's like, "They're bringing friends," and I was like, "Okay." And after the second week, I was like, "Yo, this shit's fucked up. Like, I don't know if I could do this." And she's like, "Cool, just bark." And I was like, "All right, I'll." I, you know, I was an open micer. I was like, "I'll earn my spots." Sure. And I'd bark at the Comedy Village, and yeah. Joe List was already like a working comic. And he would host on Monday nights, and okay. the show would start at eight, and it would go to like two in the fucking morning, and I would bark. And at first, I was barking on the corner, but then I found out you could bark just by having a stool out front. They counted that as oh. barking if you just that's sat out so front. Lazy. Oh, I know. And that's I like, immediately found you know how lazy that is. That's like today. I even posted a thing. I saw a Jehovah's Witness. Like they used to knock on doors. Yeah. Now they just stand by a thing. Love it. <laughs> Love it. I'll tell you this: if I was if I was Jehovah, that's how I'd be running it. <laughs> Just tell him, like, stand over there. Just fucking chill out. But I used to, the bartender uh, liked Joe and I, so she would give us beers. Uh, if you're, That's what I, drink if you bark. And so we, she would give us beers. She would give us free beers and occasionally free shots of Jameson. So Joe would be hosting, and he'd just be fucking running around. And I would be sitting on that stool. But remember how the, the stairways up, there was the apartments, so you could, like, walk up the stairs and go right, and then there was that, like, ledge, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, inside yeah. the stairs. So I'd put my beer... Just inside that ledge. Yeah. And then I just be out there, hey, come to a comedy show. Hey, come to a comedy show. And then I just <laughs> suck down half a Budweiser and come out and like, hey, come to a comedy show. Come to a comedy show. It was the easiest way to make barking. And then you'd go, I'd go up at like, the show would start at 8. I'd go up at like 1230 yeah. for like three people and bomb. And then yeah. just go downstairs and drink more with yeah. those guys, with like but Terry from Terry. You know, I miss that sometimes. You know, I miss yeah. like, it's funny. It's like you get further along in comedy and then it's just like I, you know because I lived with Nate and yeah Richard Nick Novicki Nick Novicki I mean that's a classic yeah. apartment that's a classic story of comedy we apartment we all paid like $200 a month mm-hmm. to live to live there it's all four comics it was like we could all just feature once and we had rent made like it was right. great it was great <laughs> it was like so like just yeah. You know, but I remember wasted I mean, the whole time yeah because you know what you do is you look back I think when you're in it this is just for anyone in life, but I think you, you go through life looking for the next thing as opposed to just being in the thing you're in and yeah. enjoying it. 
And I remember waiting tables, you know, yeah. and then I doing, remember meeting you. You were waiting tables. Yeah, doing check spots yeah. and just getting hammered. And waking up and waiting tables, hung over as fuck, and then going doing a Soul Joel gig on a Thursday and bombing and coming back to the city <laughs> and just being like shook. Like, I don't know. Right. Well, I remember meeting you, and it was weird. It's always weird when you meet somebody who's like, like you were one of these guys, you were just like, you were like that new guy at school. You showed up and you were like, who's this fucking guy? And you're yeah. like, oh, he's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like at first, I didn't like him. Who the fuck? But it's like once, one, you know, music, whatever you're talking about. Yeah. Like, it's one of, you, you fit in quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, because you got along with all of us. Like we were just kind of, like kind of worked, you know? Yeah, like, dude, someone, that same lady that I helped uh, with her fucking bringer show or whatever, yeah. that same lady said something that I always think about a lot in comedy where she was like, New York City comedy is like a skin graph. You either take or you don't. Yeah. And you either see people so that true. just like show up and then five years later you're like, oh, fuck, that's like one of my best friends and I never, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could never think of a time when you didn't live in New York, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like weird that like we're talking about Nate. Yeah. He's one of the best comics working. Yeah. Nate is legitimately yeah. top three comics. It's Burr, yeah. Nate, sure. and Gaffigan. Sure. I would probably put, and Sebastian. Yeah. There's a couple other guys, you know, you could fit into maybe a, a top five or a top ten, but Nate's top three for me at least. Sure. He's got a special coming out in March on Netflix, and it's just like, it's crazy to think that I was in his car going to some uh, church gig in West Virginia, and he's like, you can't curse, buddy. You cannot <laughs> curse. And I was like, yeah, dude. All right. And I had this Walmart joke that was murdering, but I said, God damn it. And I said, God damn it. And I see this lady in the audience go, oh, he said GD. And I, was I like, remember throwing a trash can at his car because we were drunk. And like, he wasn't like, he didn't say the right thing to me when I got off stage when I bombed. Dude, that's so funny. <laughs> and I just like, fuck you. You don't support me. All I do is support you. Yeah. And I, it and I got out. I, I'm walking. And I'm, I'm walking. Walk. I'm walking down like Northern Boulevard and then like just walking down. And he's like trying to catch up, you know, like, yeah. a, like a crazy girl. Yeah. Like, get back in the car. I in the car. I just threw the trash can at his car, like this like wire trash can. Yeah. And then there's, and then we, and then he's like, oh, God, fuck, I get in. And then we look over and these two cops are just watching the whole thing. Watching and I, was, I look at it and I said, well, I guess we're white. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, here we go. We can walk away from this one. The cops are just sitting there watching the entire thing. Yeah, what even, are these two, he didn't even intervene at all. Yeah, what are these I'm like two throwing sis- stuff at his car. What are these sissies complaining exactly. about? Exactly. Yeah, those those days are like, uh, I still live with Vecchio, so it's still Hilarious. like, I'm still, still in it. Yeah. I'm still in the same apartment. <laughs> I had a left. <laughs> like you're doing all this cool stuff, but you're I got like, you know sober, what? I got to be grounded. I stopped yeah. drinking six years ago, and it's like, fucking still living in the same place. Yeah. That's helped a lot, I don't right? sleep... Yeah, I mean, I don't sleep in the windowless room anymore. Did, you did windowless room? For eight years. I did, too. I did for, like, four. It's crazy. Yeah, it drives me insane. I was chain-smoking into an air purifier. Dude, that's... At least you had the air purifier. I was chain-smoking without shit. I was letting the walls <laughs> absorb that. I right into the... Dude, I would wake up hungover and crack... Like, light up a candlelight in a windowless room. You still smoke? No. Good miss job. it every day, though. Yeah, that's the biggest one. I miss smoking. Yeah. No one understands how fucking yeah, yeah. hard it is. And to I was like, Nate, we dipped a lot, too, so I had every guy. Nate still, it. yeah, yeah, he that's still dips. Like, Stop doing that. Yeah, dude. but man, do I miss <laughs> fucking ripping a butt inside. Just be like, when, I, when Vecchione first moved in with me, I was still drinking, and I it was the, it was the summer of 2011, and I just got into The Wire. And this guy that yeah. bartended at the restaurant I worked at gave me all five seasons of The Wire on DVD. Yeah. Started ripping through it. They smoke so much in that show. Yeah. I would come home hammered and be like, I'm going to watch a wire. Yeah. And I'd watch a wire and, and I'd smoke with him. I'd start smoking. <laughs> and Vecchione, brand new roommate, yeah. just walks in and he's like, What's up, dude? And I'm just smoking in the living room. I'm like, Sorry, man, I'm drunk and it's the wire. And he's like, You know, Vecchione's the nicest guy in the world. He's like, All right. And then the next day he's like, Can you not smoke in the house? And I was like, Sorry, it's just it's the wire. And, you know, I think some McNulty smoking. And then I need to smoke. I'm I'm taking, you know, bunks taking pulls of whiskey. I got to take pulls of whiskey. Yeah, but that was like one of those things I felt really bad about living with that's a guy. So and you're just like smoking cigarettes as he walks in. Well, that's why I get so mad too. Sometimes I'll be, you know, I'm sober too, like ten years, and it's like I watch movies and stuff, and it's like every time, you know, it's it's like anytime, like 
Like you can be an edgy character without yeah. having a drinking problem, <laughs> but it's, every character that's edgy, Jessica, whatever. Yeah, Jessica. Yeah, yeah, Jane, it, it, Jessica Jones. Yeah, like yeah. all this stuff. It's like every character is like, oh, the burned out alcoholic. It's like you could be edgy without that. But it, because I think it's easier it, as far as TV shows and storytelling to give it a physical example of you're yeah. like, here's why this person's fucking crazy, as opposed yeah. to just being like, we can't show you all the trauma they went through as a child, <laughs> but trust me, it's there. Yeah, um, I just, I'm so happy just not to have those, you know, crazy stories on stage. I remember yeah. just, like, smacking female comics' asses while I was MCing. Oh, like, oh, like, oh, Jesus. And comics, you know, so you're like, me. why did you, like, I'm how so, are you alive? I'm so like, glad girls, I don't have any of those. Like, stuff like that, we're just like, hey, give it up, Rachel, oh. pop. Oh my god! Oh my god! I would be. Oh. And then, then afterwards, she's like, "Why did you do that?" I'm like, "Ah!" I'm like, I'm trying to... You think you're drunk fun. and being cute? Yeah, you're like, cute, you're like, cute. That's the word right there. Cute. You, 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 you think you're cute? Yeah. yeah. And then now you're like, "Fuck, fuck!" Every time I see her, I'm like, Ugh. "So sorry." I'm sorry, sorry, about that. sorry. sorry. I think I've apologized like nine times. Yeah, dude. There's yeah. there's something about uh, being drunk on stage. That was one of the reasons I wanted to quit. Was I? Yeah. I got on stage, I think it was at the cellar, and I was pretty drunk, and it felt like, I've described it before like this, I felt like I swam too far away from the beach. Yeah. Like, verbally and mentally. Like, I was like, it was the only time in my life I was on stage, and I was like, oh, no. Like, <laughs> fuck. I'm hammered. These people want timing and jokes. <laughs> fuck. I was drunk. Drunk as shit. Yeah. Late it, show. It was a late show at the like, cellar. You're just, like, second-guessing. Did I... Did, did, did tell that joke? I do that sober yeah. now. I do too sometimes. Yeah. I did I did three shows in Chicago at Zany's on the third show. You do in a row, yeah. Halfway through, I'm like, I did this bit. I did this bit already this hour. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'll fuck. And then later in the show, you're like, I didn't, and I fucking pulled back on it. <laughs> I suck. I suck. Well, I'm I'm so happy to have you here, man. I've known you for a while now. Yeah. So like, I feel like you still feel like the new guy. That's fine. I'll take it. <laughs> I'm, dude, I'm still I'm still <laughs> waiting for them to I'm still waiting for them to tell me to go back to waiting tables. <laughs> I'm on the fourth season of a fucking TV show now. I'm waiting for them to be like, hey, you got to go back. Can you pick up lunches on Tuesdays and That's, Thursdays? Let me have with a compliment. Like, it's just like this, you know, it's you're still fresh. Yeah. You're still, yeah, yeah, I'm not, fresh I'm, guy. Yeah, yeah, I'm not burned out on you yet. <laughs> just give me time. I'll burn you. I'll burn you but, out. Uh, so, yeah, so it's so cool to have you here. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. You know, and uh, Showtime Billions, uh, Conan, yeah. uh, Comedy Central specials, all kinds of fun stuff. Netflix, uh, Dan Soder in the building, everybody. Yeah. Yay. It's uh, fun to come and hang out in near Grand Central and feel like a businessman for a little bit. <laughs> We're right next to, like, the Yacht Club. Yeah, Yale Club. Yale Club. The Yale, they, Yale they Club. uh, the only reason that, I know is that. Is it a real Yale Club? Like, it's, it, the only reason I know that is because one of the characters in Billions, uh, Paul Giamatti's character, sleeps yeah. there for a couple episodes. Oh, really? Because okay. his wife kicks him out. Wow. So I was walking by it and I was like, that is a real place. Yeah. I thought it was just on the TV show. So that's got to be amazing doing that show. Like, that's. It's crazy. It's I just, mean, it's, uh, I was real lucky. Because you're, you're another guy that's a comic. To yeah. Me. Even if you are a, a great actor, I st it's still, you know. Well, that's like, even the... him, like, you know, Spencer, our intern, I was like, you know, this guy, Dan Soder from Billions. He's like, I don't know what Billions is, but you mean the comic, Dan Soder? Yeah, <laughs> cool. Good. Thank you. <laughs> so... Dude, really, I mean, such uptown problems, but really, yeah. one of the only negative. Yeah. Things about being on Billions is you have people being like, "You're an actor on Billions." You're like, "I'm I'm a comic." Yeah, yeah. And they're like, "But are you like, are you?" When I get called like an actor who's trying to do comedy, I'm like, "I'll rip your fucking throat out." <laughs> I have dues I pay. I have bled the, for this. Fuck on the streets oh, of Manhattan. I ate it in Connecticut at a fucking banquet room doing thirty in front of Joey Gay. Don't tell me I ain't fucking pay my goddamn dues. My passport's got stamps, motherfucker. Yeah, it, it, but that's it. That's really the only problem. And you're just you like, know, it's amazing because it's like you know, um, I open for T.J. Miller a lot. Yeah, and we talk and stuff about all this stuff. And you know, he went out to L.A. and you know, kind of made a good name for himself as an actor. Yeah, and then you know, got in a lot of cool stuff. And he hates all of it. You know, like the idea of like he, I've talked to him about. It, he's like, yeah, you know, just you'd be on the set and you're talking to this guy. He's like, he goes, I just want to do stand up. Like he would rather be in this thing so what he did was he went out there and made a name for himself like that and then now he's trying to become a better comic because he got a lot of stuff you know yeah. quickly because of the acting but now he's really doing the grind 
Yeah, I think it's uh, trying to be, get better. You know? the, there's a there's a weird uh, feeling of um, I'm very stubborn, mm-hmm. and sometimes they'll be like, "We need you on Tuesday for billions." And you're yeah. like, "Cool, yeah, yeah." yeah. And it's like six a.m. report time, so you're like, "It's fucking early." I got one scene, fucking bang it out. I got yeah. an eight forty five at the cellar, and then a nine fifteen at stand up New York. Yeah. I'll be fine. And they I'll, shoot here in New York. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. like great, fine. And it's like. 5 p.m. And they're like, well, we got two more setups. And you're like, yeah, we've been here for fucking 10 hours. <laughs> it's two scenes. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, I got an 845 at the cellar. And they'll be like, I don't know if you're going to make that. And then I get fucking bitchy, dude. You I get, get like how hard it was for me to get in there. I'm like, I'm like, oh, okay. So you guys need me in the background? You need me in the background? I remember season two, they're like, we might see you in the background. I was like, I got to be at the fucking comedy set. You know? And then you're like, dude, hold your tongue. You're on a major TV set right now. And, and But it is, it's like what takes precedent is, for me, it, it, it's, it's such an unbelievable opportunity to be on the show sure. and to be among these actors. But I'm a comic, man. The show will yeah. end. I'll still be on the road at a fucking comedy club in a mall. Yeah. <laughs> hoping that you come see me as, as opposed to going. Week, yeah. yeah, as opposed <laughs> to going to see whatever fucking cinema. You know. So you know what? The second show will be full because you were on that show. Maybe. <laughs> God only knows. Maybe not. Maybe not, dude. I might be fucking back to barking and waiting tables at a Mexican restaurant in Midtown. But I think that's the way to always live because I see yeah. people get success and then they they. Uh, the reason I still live in Queens and the reason that I think this way is because... It is amazing. I mean, yeah. But it's just the way that I think I was raised to think, which is like, dude, none of this is permanent. Uh-huh. None of this is fucking permanent. Yeah. And it's like the people that start to think, that, that feel an entitlement of like, yeah, yeah. well, I've been in this, so I should live this way. It's like, that ain't how the fucking world goes, dude. Oh, you yeah, could, I mean... You could chew shit and you just see me... Fucking a ticket. Hey, comedy show. Comedy show. And you're like, dude, didn't you do fucking multiple specials? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real bad. I uh, got fucked over on some taxes. All right, uh, comedy show. Cocaine's out of the drug. Huh? Started doing meth late in life. 36. Real weird time to pick up methamphetamines. Took to it, though, like a duck to water. Yeah, it's, I always. I remember being a kid when that whole, like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Can't touch this, whatever. MC Hammer. MC Hammer. Like, I remember being a little kid thinking, like, like that gave me reality you know where it was just like this guy's this millionaire he had all this shit and then he just you know what do you mean he doesn't have any money anymore i always think of that of like when i see these like young rappers who are just buying these fucking crazy cars and jewelry and you're like what do you you got one song there's no way i'm on the road yeah i know how hard it is to fucking go on the road there's no way your one song How's you selling out theaters across the road? Because that's where you make your money. That's where yeah, everyone yeah, makes yeah. their money. Yeah, absolutely. Comics, musicians, you make your money on the road. The records don't make the money. The record get people to go see you on the road. So that's what's crazy when you see like famous comics who are like, I think I'm going to go on the road. And you're like, I fucking hate you. <laughs> but it's also what makes their comedy weak. Is like there's, there's certain famous comics that I'll watch their comedy and be like, this shit's, this shit's juvenile. It's, yeah, you I'm don't... not going to name names, but it's like you watch them and you're like, oh, you're just performing for your fans who know you from this major thing. Yeah. Dude, I'll go, I'm so lucky to have the road that I am. I'm very lucky, man, in my career to have enough people give a shit that they show up that I can get booked back at that room. And that's the only way to look Those at it. Those are the only people I think. The that's, people that book you back. The yeah. book you back. You just, you just, you just want to thank you those people. My everyone else? Like, I just put on there, just, just the people that book me twice. Everyone that books me twice. Everyone else? <laughs> fucking, go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah. fall off a cliff. <laughs> but there really is, man, like, I, I think that would be... Uh, disastrous to be a to be a comic and all of a sudden have a theater full of people that are like we think you're the best and you're like i haven't really worked that other part out well even when i see bill burr like look how i see you as a new guy i also see him as just a regular club comic like even when he's on a special and like he's got his hand on the mic stand yeah like it's just it still feels like when he was at boston and he was just doing a set and you know and, and it's, it, it's so it still feels like i don't care and I, then you look beyond and you see that it's like the garden yeah and you're just like but it's he it it's still bill. feels like that to me yeah it's like bill you know yeah. it's like well he's billy to me yeah billy billy burr <laughs> i mean that's like on his head billy burr. yeah it's weird like michelle wolf is is one of my best friends and to watch her like just fucking take off and yeah, you're like so weird she's a cop she's to me she's She's great. Creepy. She's to me. It's like Creek in the Cave. Yeah. We're doing a weird show where she's doing a joke about freckles, and it's like eleven yeah. forty-five at night, and there's seven people in the audience, and then you're like, oh, she's just across the country doing theaters now. She has an interesting like path that she took. She, you know, 
she really like uh, like got onto Twitter in a way. I do. I t- I try to tell that, people that all the time. She used Twitter she in the perfect used way. It as like a resume, she figured out. I mean, that's she got the she job got at Seth Meyers. Meyers. Yeah, her Twitter was so perfect, dude. It's so funny you say that because one of bef- nobody gets it. That's w- how that happened. When Michelle and I, uh, before we were friends, when she was just yeah. an open micer and I kind of knew her, I was at Cabin. I was at English uh, Comedy as a Second Language, Sean Patton's old show, yeah. and I ran to Michelle. I go, "Hey, you're really funny on Twitter." And she was like, oh, thank you. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and then, but then next thing I know, I see her do a guest spot at, at uh, the Stress Factory. And I'm like, yeah. fuck, those are turning into bits now. And now she's, listen, say what you will. Yeah. I know a lot of right-wing people don't like her because she did the correspondence uh, center. But if you don't like her because of that, you're a fucking moron. Yeah. Watch her jokes. Like her stand-up jokes. Tight, yeah. It's some of the best writing out there. You Dude. know, and it's funny is I think she influenced guys like Becky Owen because now Becky Owen's Twitter stepped up. Yeah. And now he takes the Twitter. Yeah. He's, do you do that at all? Do you take not it? at all, man. You know what? <laughs> you know what it is? Is I learned uh, that I'm not a Twitter guy. Yeah. I'm better on podcasts and radio, and yeah. that's where I kind of can learn my shit. And I've been very lucky to have the bonfire, sure. On you know, on Comedy yeah. Central Radio with Big J, because then it's like, oh, that's where I can. That's where I can gain. And be the funniest is by being around a guy who's like an older brother who I think is the funniest person in the world. And you have that golden voice. So. Well, you, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> you know, you pay for vocal implants. You get what you pay for. I have the big fake tits and voice. No, if I, yeah. no uh, you know, it's, 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 yeah, it's like that's people would, I think people want to hear you. you yeah, know, but it's, it's I'm very lucky. Tweets. Again, I'm very lucky to have like that as opposed to like having to go grind it out. But there's people that... Like I said with the Insta stories, I was criticizing them, but there's certain people that it really fucking helps their whole... Burt Kreischer, watching Burt Kreischer on Insta stories, I love him. I fucking can't get enough of Burt Kreischer. He's hilarious. He's, He's like Iggy Pop. He's going to be 70 with his shirt off. Exactly. <laughs> I saw Iggy Pop on his last tour, Post-Pop Depression, oh, when wow. they had Queens of the Stone Age as their backing that? band. That? Shirt off, rocking it. Stage dived. <laughs> really? Stage dived. Really? He's walking with a limp. Motherfucker stage dived. <laughs> Iggy Pop up in the Bronx at this beautiful fucking he's theater. Like Seventy now or something. I think he's older, dude. Really? And he was fucking going. I've always wanted to see Iggy, but it was great. I did see Iggy once, but it was like in a Dallas Cowboy Stadium. Okay, now you got to see him. So, yeah. Like I saw him at yeah, the I mean, Guns and Roses. Yeah. Okay. He did yeah. Lust for Life. He okay. did like all the classics, and then uh, he didn't do any Stooges stuff. He did mostly okay. just solo stuff. But then he did yeah. his post pop depression album. Nice. It, and That's that was album. like Josh Homme and uh, those guys were the backing band on that. Are you still seeing a lot of live music? Yeah, as much as I can. Who's the last band you saw? Uh, last Friday, my girlfriend and I went and saw Car Seat Headrest okay. up in Massachusetts. Uh, unbelievable band. You should check really? them out. They're okay. they're uh, young kids, but it's rock, and it's like good rock. Okay. Really, really yeah, well-crafted songs. You always know some good bands before a lot of people, which is good. Yeah, Brian, Koppel, Brian Koppelman, the creator of Billions, turned me on to Car Seat Headrest, and okay. I got fucking into them. Nice. Like, really into them, and seeing them live really was great, even though it was a... My girlfriend and I were in a really sad argument. So it's like, <laughs> oh, that's like, the worst. You're like at a, at something cool. Oh uh, yeah, just like in a bad in be- mood. In between songs, we're like, <laughs> and then we're like, that was good. That was good, right? Yeah. <laughs> but they were fucking. They were great. They were really good live. Go see Car Seat Headrest. They just opened for Interpol at Madison Square Garden. Oh wow! And I was going to see that, but then I found out they were playing in Massachusetts the night before by themselves at some yeah. live music. Museum. Is like I I saw Willie Nelson the uh, Outlaw tour thing with uh, Sturgis. Oh, yeah, Sturgis Simpson. Sturgis Simpson. Sturgis Simpson, man. He's a I've, badass. I've I had no f- idea. Like, that guy rocks. Rocks. Like, he and does I'll... country. He can do, like, hard rock. Like, he, his electric stuff was amazing. Amazing. And if yeah. you if you, um, if you you want to see a great show, check out Sturgis Simpson when he has a, a brass section. Really? I saw him in Oakland at the Fox Theater with a brass section. Wow. And uh, one of the greatest shows I've ever seen in my life. I was also on Mushrooms, but it was one of the greatest shows I've ever seen in my life. When was that? That was a while was, ago. No, it was 2016. You in a while. 16. <laughs> I do it every year. Oh, do you it. do? Oh, okay. I do Mushrooms right. once a year. Oh, okay. Once or twice a year. So, Just, still, okay, so you don't do drinking, but you do the other. I smoke weed and do Mushrooms. Okay, whatever. Yeah. That's right. it. I, I, alcohol was my problem. I got it. It wasn't like I was, Yeah. you know, it was Mushrooms are a thing that I think it's nice to gain perspective once a year and just shoot up, shoot, you know, get shot to the sky. <laughs> I, I equivalent mushrooms as like, you know, those things um, at carnivals where they strap you in and then they pull you down and it's like a yeah. slingshot. Where it's oh, like, yeah, yeah. And you shoot out. That's what mushrooms are. So that first shot, you're like, I've done it like twice. I saw Lenny Kravitz on mushrooms. That's all right. All right. He was way better, by the way. Yeah, music. I'm done. I saw Pearl Jam on mushrooms in June in Amsterdam. 
and uh, it, I'm done doing mushrooms at concerts. Yeah. Got to keep it outdoors. Got to be able to change the music. Got to be able to breathe and talk. You can't just sit home. there. Yeah. It's it's the same way. I, <laughs> doing mushrooms and going to concerts is the same way I feel about people getting hammered and coming to comedy shows. It's like yeah. not really the best idea sure. because if you're on mushrooms, you're losing something. You're gonna want to babble. You're gonna want to walk around. You're gonna want to look at stuff. You don't want to concentrate on a band. <laughs> whereas you don't want to be hammered at a comedy club because you're gonna be told to sit and pay attention and shut up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Never understood that. Me neither. It's like, I mean, it's, and it's our fault. You know? Yeah. The system, you know, we're just, I don't know why everybody just isn't charged 60 bucks to get in. Man, I'll tell you, you know, this. Just just make it expensive to get in, and then you won't have to worry about forcing the two drinks on. Hearing uh, Joe List talk about, like, opening for Louie or uh, Michelle Wolf talk yeah. about, you know, doing her own theater shows or Nate doing theater shows, that's the thing they say. They're like, man, when they pay good money yeah. and there, there's no drinks and there's no fucking oh, chicken fingers. It's a whole level. They listen. Yeah. That's what I like about the new, those, uh, the bags, the bagging up the phones. Oh, they yeah, do that yeah, at yeah. the Comedy Works in Denver. Oh, that's fantastic. Chappelle bottomed the, bottom the, the thing. Oh, that's great. They just paid for it. So they use it for every headliner every yeah, week. Yeah, I, I do a lot of sober shows. Yeah. And, uh, NA shows and stuff, and they're amazing. Just amazing. Like, I mean, sometimes it's too much. Yeah. Because it's like, would, would but you they're just, like, we Because they're just headliner. staring at you. Like, it's yeah. just like, too, it's like, ah, just look at something else. I need yeah. a second, you know? <laughs> like, I did a sober show too in, intense. In, in Pennsylvania, and it was like in a fucking basketball gym, and yeah. I was like, I'm going to bomb. Yeah. It was just like a spotlight at the end of a basketball court, and you I got did, on this second like one of those. Yeah. yeah, and then you get on, and you're like, "You guys are the greatest audience I've ever <laughs> fucking thought of in my life." But that's that's the thing was it's like sometimes the worst setup can be the best crowd. Yeah, you have you, no idea. You, really, you can go in the best room. setup, the greatest looking rooms. Can you can eat your dick? The Triad on the Upper West Side is a gorgeous, gorgeous room. room. I've bombed there more <laughs> than I like to admit. Like I've walked in, like, look at this gorgeous. How can not they everyone cannot be... figure that room out? I don't know they why. can't. You just they, go up there. Everybody's go, tried. Everyone's tried. Everyone acts like recording an album. I just want to be like, no. Yeah. <laughs> the only person I've seen kind of pull it off is Dave Smith. Did his album there, and it did came, he? Yeah, he did okay. Libertas. His there. album was good. I have it. Yeah, yeah he did Libertas, and it it was like, album. I watched the I watched him tape it, and I was like, man, this is. This is working. Well, he also has, you know, that built-in audience, too. Yeah. That helps. Yeah, he brought his audience. Yeah, that helps. He sold it out. So, yeah. This used to be a guy named Beecher that used to do a show there. Okay. Him. Chappelle would show up, and, like, it would be kind of cool like that. But <sighs> it's been a while since something like that's happened there. Well, let's fucking let's get the see. triad back on its feet, everybody. <laughs> well, we have enough Upper West Side clubs. We don't need Yeah, you're right. Third. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it's saturated. It's bad how, how bad is it when the Upper, upper East? Side? Let's find something on the Upper East. <laughs> give, give the comic uh, strip. The strip's good to me, so I Okay. Yeah, I uh, is H and H still there? Maybe we do a show at H and H. Really bring in the what's, competition. Uh, I usually do hell gigs too. Do you have uh, do you have any like what's oh, something dude. that comes to mind like far as a younger hell gig? Oh, dude. I mean, I've had I've had gigs where uh, the gigs that I think are the worst aren't necessarily like the least attended or the weirdest situation. Okay. Sometimes it's just pure mismanagement of how the show is ran. Okay. And I did. Um, one of the first weekends I headlined, I did Sanford and Sons in Kansas City, and it was... <laughs> did they play the music when you went uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. It's Stanford and Sons. I fucked up. It's Stanford and Sons, but it was, um, it was at this place called Legends Shopping Mall, and okay. it was fucking Kansas. It wasn't Kansas City. It was fucking Kansas, yeah. next to a NASCAR track, and you wow. were in this shopping center next to a Dave and & Buster's, and they had a walkway, like a fucking fashion runway. Wow. was down and then like a circular thing so you're like <laughs> but people would be sitting behind you and you're like do you want me out on the pod so i just stay where the stands and then just have this giant rock way by the end of the weekend i was bombing so much that i just started having fun for myself where i'd be like work work and after i'd bomb a joke i'd like catwalk and strut back and i'd be like you don't get it you fucking hicks uh but the worst show was uh I think it was the same guy. It was it was the late show on Friday. I bomb on the first show, and then I hide till everyone leaves because comics are cowards. Uh, yeah, you just hide. Like, I'm not walking through this. I'm not walking. Right no, now. dude, I'm not. The worst is like you have your bag of merch, and you're like, nah, nah, <laughs> dude, yeah, dude. I've, I'm not. I'm not even gonna try to sell this shit. You just audible. I've seen out. that go wrong. I've seen guys tank. And then they stand there with the merch, and nobody. And it's like, oh man, come on, dude, don't do that to yourself. Don't, don't do it. It's like you're doing it twice. Zanies in Nashville put this feature on me 
he was uh, featuring for. I did the late shows. This Christian comedian did the first shows. Oh, God. And uh, they made me use his feature. And his feature ate his dick so hard in front of my crowd. And they were great. My crowd, uh, those yeah, shows, sure. loved yeah. them. That's Love it. I'm going back to Zany's Nashville later this year. Love Fantastic. it. Fantastic. Yeah. Love Nashville. Love that club. This guy had a hard one. Yeah. And then bombed and tried selling his shirt, which was like, <laughs> his shirt was like, I got the shit kicked out of me, and I'm okay. It was like one of those. Perfect. 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 <laughs> perfect. Just fucking bombs. Dude, this guy comes back, and instead of being like, I like comics that are honest. I like if a comic eats it, and they come back the oh, next yeah. day, and they're like, I really fucking ate my dick. I do it on stage. Yeah. I, I, three minutes in, I'm like, oh, this sucks. But it's yeah. the people that refuse to admit it's their fault are always the comics that have no empathy for. I'm like, you're a dick. It's yeah. your, your fault. This is your fault. Yeah. He comes back the next day, and you know he's about to go on stage, and he's like, I don't even know if I'm going to sell my T-shirts. Your, <laughs> your fans don't buy merch. And I want to be like, well, they especially don't buy f- merch from a guy that just ate it. He was, like, blaming my fans for not buying merch. Because they're cheap. They're broke. They don't have money. Soda fans don't have cash. That's the exact tone he had. And I was like, this cocksucker. They live with their parents. Soda fans. How about you write a fucking punchline, you douche? Dude, it was crazy. But back to the hell gig. It was Friday in between shows. I go out to get a Coke from the bar. And right when I come out to the bar, this guy goes, there he is. And I, we both talked, we were talking about it on this podcast. I drank very hard for very long. Yeah. There's people I don't remember meeting. Sure. This guy had some confidence. Like, we, like we were buddies. <laughs> like, we fucking bunked up together. This guy had war buddy energy where I was like, hey, man, I know you now. And he's like, there you are. And I get a Coke and the guy's like, man, I'm excited for this show. And I was like, fuck yeah. And jokingly, I say, just don't yell out during the punchlines, all right? And he goes, yeah, man, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> you go through the office to sit in the green room of Sanford and, Stanford and Sons. Stanford, Stanford no, and Sons? Is it Stanford and Sons? It's Stanford and Sons. Oh. It's not Sanford and Sons. It's I mispronounced. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how did they get away with that? No, no, no. They got away with it because they called it Stanford and Sons. Okay. So, uh, and, and um, it, was, it was just like a hell weekend. But the... Uh, I'm in the office and the feature's on and you just hear this guy like, wow, wow, like screaming. <laughs> feature gets off stage, older black dude, and he's like, I don't know what's up with this guy to the side of the stage, man. He just keeps fucking yelling. And I was like, ah, fuck. It's your guy. <laughs> dude, it, straight up. I get on stage. I look over. It's that motherfucker from the bar. And he's like, <sighs> and I was like, were you the one making noise? And I'm talking to him like, were you the one making noise? He's like, yeah. Dude, this motherfucker, this is right after I did Conan for the first time. This guy watched my Conan set and would scream out the punchlines from the jokes he knew. Oh, wow. I had that Russian joke. Wow, yeah. yeah. I was like, you yeah. think, the punchline was, you think this bad neighborhood. Yeah. I get go, to it. And he does it. Yelled out, you think this bad neighborhood. <laughs> dude, I looked at him like, what the fuck, dude? I was, dude, it disarmed me. I had no idea. I've never been, they don't tell you. In the comedy Bible, they don't tell you what to do when a fucking guy yells out your punchlines. But I was like, I looked at him like, what, what are you doing this? And he's like, yeah, huh? Yeah. Then other people started yelling. So I go after them to shut them down. And then another group starts yelling. And all these people, the owner has left. There's oh no God. managers. Oh there's God. no crowd control. Dude, it was 35 minutes. I'd been on stage about 15 minutes when this started. Yeah. It was 35 minutes of grueling, grueling putting out fires oh my god well, what did you say and then you're trying to get him a laugh you're getting it back on point dude i got off stage and this woman and her husband were in the lobby and she was screaming at one of the guys and she goes we drove here from oklahoma to see him and you fucked that up and they're yelling and she's like i love you on opie and anthony and i came to see you in this fucking asshole and the guy's like fuck you he wasn't even funny and you're like all right blah, 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 blah. <laughs> now you're hurting all and now you're hurting a lot of people <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm like, you're trying to be a peacemaker? And he's like, this guy sucks. You're like, bah, 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 hey, fuck you. Now, now I definitely don't like you. Dude, that was just the worst. I remember coming home after that gig like, fuck. I called Bobby in the parking lot of a Target after that. It was Friday, so it was Saturday. And I was like walking to the shopping center to eat from the hotel, which was just in the middle of a fucking field. Yeah. And I called Bobby, and I'm in walking. I'll never forget. It was hot. It was July. I'm walking through the parking lot of a Target. And Bobby's like, what's wrong, dude? 
And I'm like, I just fucking bombed. And he's like, you wanted to be a headliner. <laughs> That's all I said. He goes, you wanted a fucking, when you're featuring for me, it was pretty fucking nice, wasn't it? Now you're a fucking headliner and you're bombing. And no one cares. You're good 20 minutes. Can't get you to 50. And I was like, <sighs> but it was such like older brother shit that you're like, hey, he's right. He's absolutely right. And I look back to that laughing now. like, Because yeah. now I know how to handle myself. Sure. Now I'd be like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Kick him the fuck Walk out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you'd be like, I don't want yeah. you as a fan if you're going to do that. That's hilarious. I think it's, you know, it, you know what I've noticed is like with that situation, the audience sometimes they get off on us when we, that, that manic, like, like, hey, hey, what, you know, like oh, they, yeah. they think it's funny. And yeah. so they jump on it like, yeah. a, like a pack of hyenas <sighs> when they start to see, when you give them that, because I do it sometimes. Like, I'll say, like, hey, and I'll, like, mess with somebody, and then, like, but, I'll, but they'll just see that I'm bothered by it. Yeah. And then somebody else, they think that's funny, and so they jump on it, and it's so hard sometimes. And then that, that is the worst when you're a substitute teacher, and you're just, like, quiet down! <laughs> you Everyone! Just, you just want a video at that point. Quiet down. You just want to play a video. Do you guys want to watch science? <laughs> want to watch a science video. <laughs> Three, two, one, contact. Ah, oh, it's electric company right after. Yeah, but we would, it is... It's also the thing I try to tell, like, comedians that are starting to headline for the first time. It's like, yeah. you will learn that you can never get angry. Because when you get angry, you can't go back to funny. If you get angry, on, if you get angry on stage, I mean, people, people can't watch you be silly after they've watched if you be it's like, so shut the fuck up! Can you shut the fuck up? Yes. You're, you're bothering my art. My art is being... You know. The other day, I like, tried, you fuck? know when you, try, you think you're going to have this magic moment and then it's just, like, awful? <sighs> Two nights ago... I'm on stage, and I was just playing around, and I said something like, hey, what do you want to talk about, religion, whatever? And this guy goes, I want to talk about Bill Hicks. And I was just like, like, it was the weirdest, like, yeah. heckle. And I was like, what, that he started comedy when he was 16? He was what part of the Outlaws, yeah. and he started in Houston, and he was on Letterman and Sixth Performance. It got bad. And then I started trying to do that. Like, yeah. I thought, like, I know all this Bill Hicks yeah. stuff. Yeah. It's like flat nothing. <laughs> but by the way, you don't know. That guy might have been like, no, this motherfucker knows yeah. Bill Hicks. He's like, God damn, this guy. You're talking about uh, uh, Dangerous or Relentless? Which album you want to talk about? What do you want to talk? Do you want to talk about the reason why I'm reading? Maybe because I don't become a fucking waffle waitress. You want that joke? You motherfucker. And he's all, oh, man, I just, I like him. And then and then I tried to be such a cool guy. Like, I, then I did my edgiest bit, and I was like, there's your Bill Hicks. Oh, oh, dude. Oh, well, it was awful. Dude, so uh, bad. trying to be, you know what's second place? I thought it was gonna be so cool. You know like, there's your Bill Hicks. Uh, <laughs> you know what's second place to being angry on stage? You're trying to be cool on stage. Don't be cool. Don't ever be cool. You're a fucking clown. You're a clown, and remember that. Oh, so cool. Yeah, there's your Bill Hicks. Yeah, why don't you go fuck yourself? I did that in, at a hyenas in Dallas. This like. Oh. This girl. Yeah, he's uh, from Dallas, but okay, yeah. so you know that club. Yeah. yeah, they don't really monitor the crowd. And this girl was <laughs> hammered. She was yeah. just talking. The worst heckles are the ones where they're close to you and they're quiet. They yeah. get right under you. Yeah. They just get right under your fucking chin. Sure. They get under your face mask. So you, yeah. no one sees them hit you. So you can't go after him. If a guy in the back of the room is like, "You suck," you're like, "Fuck you, you suck." What, what, are you, what, what is your problem? Then, then it's a public display sure. of a thrashing. Yeah. But when they're right in their fucking front row and they're just like, I, "This sucks," and you're just like, "What the fuck? What did you say?" Then you look abusive if you go after them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, shut the fuck up, lady. And the people in the back are like, "All right, psycho." <laughs> What the fuck? Especially when it's a woman and a man, that's another thing too. Yeah, it's like going after hard. You yeah, know, you look female, like you like, look like yeah. you're a misogynist. Yeah. You're like, shut the fuck up! This drunk bitch won't shut up. And you're like, bitch. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and she was, uh, she wouldn't stop talking. And finally, at the end of the set, it's like, um, I was like, ladies, are you gonna shut up? What's going on? And the girl tried to like flip it on me, and she was like, "We are actually just talking about how my friend wants to hook up with you." And then I tried to do the cool thing, and I go, "Well." Pfft. After seeing how she heckles, I don't want to hook up with her. And then I just felt a wash of douche chills. Or I was like, who, what? Fuck. Oh, God damn it. Oh, God damn it. You dork. What? Oh, maybe I don't want to fuck you. Who the fuck are you? And then I was just ashamed, and I just sat in the green room after the show. Oh, God damn it. Oh. You're going to feel that. Yeah. Uh, before uh, society deemed Louis C.K., um, before they deemed him uh, that he can't, you know, be, yeah. do comedy anymore, 
before the the whole story <laughs> broke, he was at the cellar and he was talking about doing four shows at the Garden, and he said something to me that fucking I was like, I don't know how you handled that. But he said that he went on stage at the Garden, and a guy in the second row was like, "You're not funny anymore," and you can't at the Garden. You can't address that. It's yeah. thirty thousand people. Not at the Can't garden. go on stage and go like, "Fuck you, I'm still funny," and everyone's like, "Whoa." <laughs> Dude, he said that, and I was like, what did you do? He's like, I just went into my act. He's like, I just went into my act. He's like, getting the garden. He's like, I've done the garden enough at that point. Yeah. I've done it three times. I knew it's like starting a big truck. You just got to, like, start it. And the point he made, I was like, oh, fuck. But all I kept thinking about was, like, I am so insecure that I would have immediately gone after that guy. Oh, like, yeah. Then, then why'd you buy seven road tickets to my fucking show? I fucking hate you. <laughs> it's like, comedian has a meltdown at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, and that's all it becomes. That's all the it becomes. The phones pop out, and then it's like, done. Dude. Yeah, yeah, we're a bunch of fucking hyenas. Wow, that's disheartening. Yeah. Even, even at the garden, kids. Uh, <laughs> that never gets easier. Don't let them <laughs> really lie to doesn't. you. It never gets easier. It never gets easier. Thanks for being on the show, man. Dude, this thanks for amazing. having me. Good seeing like, you, good uh, hanging, good catching up. Yeah, man. It's like, uh, you know, I always tell people, you know, if you want to hang out with people that you miss, just book them on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's the new hang. You want to hang out? What are you doing? You want to do my podcast? Yes, let's, let's just go get lunch. It's like, yeah. nah, podcast is easy. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, let people at work enjoy our conversation. <laughs> Well, dude, thanks for exactly. having me, man. Cool. Uh, would you like to plug anything? DanSoder.com, at DanSoder on social media. Listen to The Bonfire Monday through Thursday, 6 to 8 p.m. we got to get you on. Uh, yeah, Sirius XM 95, Comedy Central Radio, and Billions, season four premiere, yes. March 17th. So awesome. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, special shout-out to our uh, new intern, uh, Spencer Celio. Good job, Spencer. That right. And uh, it was a good show today. And if you want to follow us at Leave You With This uh, on Twitter and also our Facebook page, and if you're interested in uh, doing this thing called stand-up comedy and um, having the experiences we have, which, you know, getting heckled at the garden yeah. could happen to you one day, uh, I do comedy coaching. Check me out. I'm a comedy coaching page at, on Facebook. Thank you for listening to I'll Leave You With This.